The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 20th of December and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us hard-working mothers. Um, I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio today is my guest Sarah. Assalamu alaikum Sarah. Assalamu How are you? I'm okay. You? Have you got rid of your nerves? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay. So, uh, today's show, uh, well, where do we start, actually? It's Friday, 20th of December. So, for many of us, this is actually the last day of term. So, uh, if you're like myself, who's jumping up with joy, I could not wait for this day to come any sooner. I've been counting down, when will it come to this day? Because I'm really struggling to get up. I mean, how are you mums finding it? Do you find it quite hard getting up in the mornings and getting the kids to school, especially in this weather? We've had torrential rain and we've had really dark mornings and dark days. And it's been quite miserable, really. It doesn't really feel like um, winter. It's it's like we're still stuck in the, um, uh, in the middle of of autumn at the moment where we're just trying to battle off the rain so it's not been quite nice this week the weather wise it's just it's been quite gloomy so I'm hoping that we're going to get some snow now so that the kids can uh, actually have some fun so yeah so we are panicking because the kids are going to be off and we have got uh, nothing in the cupboards we have got nothing in the bank of activities and things to do but fear not because today Sarah and I will be sharing some ideas that you could probably try with your children over the holidays as um, activities and things to get involved with. So, Sarah, how was your week? How have you found your week? It was okay. Actually, the week seems to have gone really fast. I thought it was going to go quite a slow week, but no, it's actually quite a fast week. You found it a fast week. I actually was thinking that it's dragged on, and I, I felt like it was just going on forever. So, um, yes, um, I've just been informed by uh, Brother Tarek that today is actual National Games Day. So um, I'm actually quite intrigued by this uh, because uh, uh, it's looking at all the games that people have played over the holidays. So listeners, if you are tuned in and you are listening, um, I'd be interested to hear what games uh, you grew up with, uh, what what was your family favourite game? So uh, please do tune in and uh, please do text in on um, 0779481822 to share your games. What games did you play as a child? And um, I know my family favourite was uh, growing up and playing Ludo and Monopoly. So they were the two favourite and uh, Monopoly was became quite a stressful game because it was one where my brothers would pretend to be the perfect bankers but they weren't because somehow they always ended up with quite a lot of money so I'm not quite sure how good of a bankers they were but yes that's our childhood for you Uh, okay listeners we are live and direct reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas we are also live on the Inspire FM webpage where you can connect through tune in and listen into the show we are also live on the Facebook camera which is on myself and you can actually and you must like the show and also have the opportunity to join in the discussion that way um, otherwise you are able to text uh, which is 0779481822 and share your thoughts on today's uh, topics um we are repeated from nine o'clock tonight, so um, if you don't actually get to listen into the show now you will be able to connect to us uh, then 
Okay, so I have a couple of BBC headlines um, uh, which I've taken from BBC Online News. Um, so, poorest countries facing both obesity and malnutrition. A third of the poorest countries in the world are dealing with high levels of obesity as well as undernourishment, which leaves people too thin, according to a report in The Lancet. It says that the problem is caused by global access to ultra-processed foods and people exercising less. The authors are now calling for changes to be made to the modern food system, which they believe is the driving tool for this whole issue. Hmm. So, obesity and malnutrition. Sarah, do you have any views on this headline? I think it's quite interesting, actually. You wouldn't think the two go together, obesity and malnutrition. Mm. Um, but, yeah, again, it's it's easier nowadays to get hold of fast food, processed foods, than it mm. is to get re- hold of whole foods, mm. definitely. Yes, and, and actually fast food and, um, as you say, um, fast food is actually fast food. It's quicker. So we are able to, and, and we're hungry people, we want feeding quickly. So it's something where you think, oh, I don't have to put any time and effort into cooking it or making it, and we just get on with it. So, yes, it's quite easily accessible. Not to say that fast food is, you know, the worst thing ever, but on a, on a regular basis and things like that where you're eating things like that where you're not getting enough, um nutritional value from the food it's not a good habit to get into so yes i think we need to uh, start um thinking about cooking from scratch and maybe cooking in bulk um and uh so that when we are hungry and we have moments like that it's something that we can just grab something out the fridge and and heat up and eat Mm, so something to think about there uh vegans need to be aware of vitamin b12 deficiency So a strict vegan diet is generally high in fibre and low in cholesterol, but some nutrients are harder to get enough of, including B12. Now, B12 can be found in meat, fish, eggs and many dairy products, but not in fruits, vegetables or grains. So those eating a strict vegan diet are advised to eat fortified foods like cereals or take supplements that have things like vitamin B12 in them. Um, A deficiency in vitamin B12 can actually lead to nerve damage and uh, these tend to to take three to four years uh, for the symptoms to come through um, and the first signs of um, uh, deficiency in B12 is usually uh, when you get pins and needles in the hands and feet so um, it's important that we keep up um, our vitamins um, and uh, yeah you wouldn't think that would you Sarah that having a strictly vegan diet that you'd actually fall deficient on on um, key vitamins yeah, but I do think some of the vitamins, it's now um, quite obvious that you can only get some vitamins from meat, which you actually can't get from vegetables. Mm. So a strict vegan diet is maybe better if for health reasons, like vegetables, for example. But it's good to have a balanced diet as well with the right amount of meat, vegetables. Mm, and, yeah. yeah, so it's the key here is having a balanced diet. So if you are vegan, um, it's probably important that you do take supplements to um, to try and uh, make up any of those uh, vitamins that you'll be lacking from in the meats and the fishes and the eggs. So that's that. So listeners, in today's uh, show, uh, we are splitting the show up into two parts. So in the first half of the show, 
show we are going to be looking at how to be good neighbours. Now I know over the last few weeks Inspire FM has actually um, campaigned um, uh, being a good neighbour where uh, Brother Tarek and Brother Khalil have both um, taken uh, messages from uh, listeners and asked them how they be a good neighbour or what they do to be a good neighbour and uh, we've had some uh, fantastic responses and we've had lots of people share really nice ideas and um, things that they do from uh, sharing um, food um, taking their bins in um, and people leaving their keys with their neighbour when they go on holiday it's actually you know shows that there's a good connection um, with the neighbours there so where you can trust somebody with your key so um we are going to be uh, suggesting some ideas to you listeners um about how we can um be good neighbors i mean it's it's very good where we um are outwardly acting very good to our neighbours and showing physically how we can be good neighbours. But there's a few things that I think is important that we do for ourselves so we are demonstrated good good neighbour behaviour from ourselves so that people around us can see, oh, okay, that's a good neighbour as well. So um, Sarah and I wanted to give you a few tips and suggestions about being uh, being a good neighbour and, and simple actions that you can do uh, to show acts of kindness, which I think is actually very important um, in uh, this season that we're having at the moment. So Sarah, do you, do you have any uh, suggestions that you'd like to start off with before I go into mine? <laughs> Okay, the first one would probably be that you don't have to show physical things. So sometimes smiling, waving, it's good enough to show happiness, spread happiness. And it's a form of, I suppose, kindness. And Mm -hmm. because there's even the hadith that says smiling is charity. So -hmm. you don't actually have to do something physical for your neighbours. But smiling and greeting everyone is probably enough yes and i and i really like that and i think that that's fantastic and we often in the hustle and bustle forget to do that you'll see a neighbor come out their car and they've either come back from the school run or they've come back from work and you're grabbing the shopping or something and it just takes a second to look up and say hello and smile and just ask them how their day was and and that's quite nice that's an act of kindness but sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we're doing that we forget to actually acknowledge the people around us and you know when i say neighbours I don't mean the people that are directly next to you either side I mean the people that live opposite you the people that live few doors down from you it's you know trying to make a connection with the whole street so um, I do like that one Sarah um, uh, yes uh, act of kindness through smiling and greeting our neighbours that's a nice one um, I have one where it's um Be mindful of your noise levels now um, and mess. So, you know, if you are um, you you have a property where you have a driveway or, you know, any any garden that you have at the front and the back, just keep it tidy, you know, because um, your neighbours look out their window every morning when they draw their curtains and they see what your house or garden looks like. So, you know, how would you feel if you opened your curtains and you were looking into somebody's garden and it wasn't very pleasant so it's nice to make sure that we're mindful that we're keeping ourselves tidy and that we're not um littering in our own garden or or doing anything like that and noise levels you know um be mindful of the times of days that we uh you know if we are listening to music or if we're watching television loud or if the kids have just gone crazy just be mindful about the neighbors because sometimes they've had a busy day and they've come back from work and they just want to have a quiet time and then the next door neighbors are kicking off so um I, I do suggest that, you know, just be mindful of it. So, yes, that's my point there, Sarah. Um, <clears throat> another one is taking in the rubbish bin. So on a day 
if it's pickup day and your neighbours aren't home, just take it into their driveway um, once it's been picked up. And um, mm. that saves them time. Yeah, so that's another one. Yes, and I did mention that as well, that um, what's nice is um, uh, we have an elderly neighbour and she, she's not able to, I don't like her taking her bin fully out to the drive. So I always say to her, uh, leave it aside and sometimes I'll go and actually go and get it from her garden for her and bring it out to the front. Um, because we've got really horrible weather at the moment where it's quite wet and it's quite slippery and there's leaves about. So I'm, I'm always con- conscious that she's probably going to slip I mean I think twice when I'm walking and I'm hoping that I don't slip so I'm always mindful for them I think the elderly we should try and do as much as we can to help them so um yeah we will we her we wheel her bin out for her and uh, when it's collected we take it back in for her so that's something that we do but yes if neighbors are on a holiday um it's quite nice to do the same so anyone walking past that's not known to the street it looks like somebody's still at home so you know it's an act of security as well really where it makes it seem like somebody's at home because their bin's being taken out and in so yes that's nice I do like that um, the other one I have which I think is very important um, about being good uh, neighbours is um, parking appropriately now um, you can be um, you can have lots of guests come over and um, everyone will have to park wherever they can find a spot. So you have to just let them park. Um, I think it's nice and courteous if we let our neighbours know that we're actually having a family get together or a family event or something's happening where lots of people are going to be coming. So there are going to be lots of cars on the road. So, uh, you know, and ask if, you know, I mean, my neighbour's very nice. She's always said you can use my driveway if if the roads are too busy. So she's, she's actually offered that to us. And that's because I always tell her whenever we do have guests and I let them know that, you know, we're going to have a family get together, which they like. So um, be mindful and just let them know so that there's not a lot of cars on the road and you haven't obstructed anyone if they do need to get out in an emergency or anything so yes parking appropriately is one thing that I would really push at because I think sometimes when we're in a rush we don't think about where we're parking and we should Tara yeah definitely we don't Mm. actually think okay another one is it's getting colder I don't know if it actually will snow but if it does snow um Everyone shovels their driveway. I don't know if it's even going to snow that much. But if you're going to... We never know. <laughs> We're in hope that we might have some snow. So uh, I know that the kids are all hoping for snow. So let's just uh, stay in that hope. Yeah. So if you're going to shovel out your driveway, clear out even the path, then do your neighbours as well because sometimes it's hard and it's such a nice surprise when you open your windows and you realise your driveway is actually free of snow. Yes. So yeah, definitely that's another yes, one. Yes, that's very nice. And um, uh, we had um, uh, de-icing the car as well so making sure um that when you get up in the morning and 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 you know i know that um my husband gets up very early and uh, he he takes the ice off the days that we did have ice on the car um and so it'd be quite nice to do the same to the neighbor because you know they've got to go to work so if we've helped out in any way or taken five minutes of their getting ready in the morning it's actually quite helpful so yes de-icing the car de-icing uh, the driveways or footpaths so that they can come in and out their house safely without um worrying about the snow so that's really nice as well um and i've also said i know that lots of people text in and said that they um give food to their neighbours um, but one thing I find is um, more nice is if you have a neighbour that lives on their own um, uh, it's quite nice to go and share a meal 
So either actually have them come to your house and they can come and share a family meal with yourselves or you take a meal to their house and uh, share a meal with them. And especially uh, when it's weather like this and in the season that we're in at the moment where everyone is very... Uh, family orientated and everyone's thinking about getting together as a family and they're lonely and they're on their own and they don't have family so it's quite nice to actually invite them or go over yourself and share a meal so I do um, push for that I think that's quite nice and it makes them feel like they're part of something so um, I do um, advise listeners to try and do that you know um, either cook a meal for them so they don't have to worry about making a meal for themselves and we have to remember when it when they're elderly um, they'll just eat toast and eggs they wouldn't really go out and make themselves a full buffet meal whereas when you cook for them you can actually make sure that they're actually getting all the right things and you know a a well-balanced meal and they're actually eating so it's important that we check on our neighbors as well to make sure that they're eating well because if they are elderly and they are lonely they are likely uh, not to eat Um, I mean I'm not elderly but when I'm on my own at home and I've not got the kids around me I could probably go without having breakfast and I could probably even skip lunch because I don't have to actually think about what to make for lunch because it's just myself I might even just have a banana and think that's it I'm done now imagine your neighbor who's on their own they're doing that on a daily basis where they're saying actually I've got no one to cook for don't really feel hungry can't be bothered to make anything so yeah I'll just have a banana and that could be their only meal of the day so it's important that we are um, checking in on our neighbours and making sure that they are eating well and uh, especially when it's cold because they obviously need the warmth of good food so yeah it's nice to share food and give food out but it's also nice to share a meal so we could try that Sarah um being neighbourly so even if um let's just say you have a new neighbour on them on your road or even if it's a neighbour you've never spoken to before make a make friends with one of your neighbours because I think a lot of people forget that the people that only the two people next doors are not only your neighbours people on your street are also neighbours mm-hmm. so yeah talk to every single person on your street and make friends yes I think that's a key important one when you have um, I mean recently we've had a couple of houses on our street that have gone onto the market and sold so I'm I keep looking out the window to check when they're going to move in and I know a lot of the properties are being renovated so once they've moved in I'm, I'm eager to go over and introduce myself because I think it's really important when somebody's come new to the street that um you um introduce them and welcome to them to the street and you know they know that actually i've got a neighbor and i've got somebody to rely on so that's quite nice as well and i do remember when i first moved into my street which we've been there for a a very long time now but um my my husband and i actually went over to the neighbors either side of us and a, a few opposite us as well and um we just had some chocolates and we gave them to them and we just introduced ourselves uh saying that we are new to the street and this is who we are and uh, we live at this number so everyone was aware and it's quite nice because that that winter um we were given lots of cards and lots of welcoming cards and everything so it's quite nice uh, to have that I didn't feel like um, you know we'd gone and just um, knocked on doors and people just sort of turned a blind eye they actually welcomed welcomed us quite nicely to the street and when we had our firstborn Sarah um it was quite nice because uh, they were um they were very welcoming and we had lots of gifts and you were bombarded Sarah <laughs> you had lots of gifts given by the neighbors and it was quite nice and I was very touched by that as well so yes um the other one I have is um 
uh, about um, helping your neighbour bring shopping into their house. So if you can see a neighbour, and I know that my my son's very good at that because my next door neighbour, every time she used to come back from shopping, she'd open up her boot and take a bag in at a time. And he'd he'd walk over and say, shall I just go and quickly help? And I'd say, yes, that's very nice. And she was really touched because she said it's a very gentleman thing to do. So he'd go and he'd help her take the shopping in. So that's quite nice. You know, sometimes it's, um, I love shopping. I love putting shopping in the bags and getting it into the car. The worst part of shopping is putting it away. So taking it out of the car and bringing it into the house. So it'd be quite nice to sort of take that stress away from somebody and say, would you like me to unpack for you and, you know, put your shopping away from you? Because I know that that's something I don't like. So if I can go and ease that for somebody else, um, I know that I've helped them because it's not something I like doing. So yeah, shopping, helping out with their shopping. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with taking their shopping from the car to the house um i often when i go out shopping i'll actually call my next door neighbor and um and just say i'm I'm at the local supermarket and i'm just grabbing a few bits and would you like anything and uh, often i do find she does need stuff so i'll say to her i'll call her back in five or ten minutes and she can just get a little list ready and i will then um pick up some stuff for her and it will be just the essentials and it's quite nice because she doesn't have to worry about getting out or getting her family members to do the shopping for her because it's actually done for her so that's something that you've eased for your neighbor as well so yeah helping with the shopping sarah do you have any other ideas um i was just looking through the list um one would be cleaning the uh cleaning your kind of pathway because sometimes you find you might get rubbish is even like sometimes you just find rubbish little thingies so even if you walk around with latex gloves and a black bag Mm -hmm. cleaning the streets is a really nice thing Mm -hmm. to do because it makes the street look better and it's helping others yes, as well. and and i read that up on the internet actually when i did google being a good neighbor um what we can do and um there were some uh, a lot of um, activities where as a street you get involved and um, especially now as the holidays are coming you can get the young ones involved give them a bag each and a glove each and just tell them to pick up the litter um you know the, the leaves anything that's scattered by um and, and you do find that people in the evenings you know will have a, a takeaway and forget to find a bin and actually throw it on the streets um i have found that some people have actually come in and used my bin and put their takeaway rubbish in my bin which um i actually don't get annoyed by now because i think well actually it's better in in a bin than it is on my street so if they are looking out for a bin and putting it in there at least they've done the right thing and not thrown the litter onto the floor so that's quite nice as well yes getting the street involved as a community and um getting the street to look nice um because obviously the council is having a lot of cutbacks now and there's not going to be a lot of street cleaning services provided to us so we as a community and as a street need to sort of pull up our socks and get together and try and do things um the other one i have is uh, taking in parcels for neighbors now um i'm known as the local post office depot where um i do take in parcels um because i am most of the days I'm, I'm, i'm at home and so um I know how frustrating it can be when you've placed an order and you've 
probably nipped out for like five minutes and you've just missed a delivery um, so I do take in parcels for my neighbours because I think that that would be really difficult to rearrange and reschedule and sometimes I've taken in parcels for people that live quite far on our street um, on the other side and um, I, you know I don't know them but I've taken them in because I think it's an opportunity for the neighbour to get to know me and me to know the neighbour so um, you know it's quite nice to do that and, and I know they're always grateful when I've taken parcels in so yes take Taking parcels in uh, for for your neighbour and making sure the parcels get to them when you have taken them in because we have had parcels sitting in our porch for a long time and uh, then realised that we haven't actually given them to the neighbour so we'll we'll go over ourselves and drop them off um, but yes it's it's quite nice uh, to take it it's it's just a headache uh, that's taken away from from the neighbours so um, you should do that um, I've also said um, inviting neighbours over for a coffee and a chat now I can talk to brick walls I can make anything talk so I like to actually go over and um, talk to my neighbours and you know say to them that look you know if you're if you fancy a break and you want to have a change of scenery why don't you come to my noisy crazy house and uh, be entertained by us and have a cup of tea and I've actually found um, I have one neighbour that's uh, doesn't really like to leave her house very much but um, I think uh, she wanted to drop something off and she phoned me up and it was it was a very awkward hour for me because it was dinner time uh, for the children and she just said I've got something to bring round for the children can can I come round and I thought well if I turn her away now she will never come back again so I actually said to her yes come come over and she did so and uh, she actually spent an hour in the house and uh, we got talking we had a cup of tea and it was actually quite nice to um, have that opportunity and to see her outside the house so you know sometimes we have to be mindful not to turn them away when uh, you know it's a neighbor that's obviously finding it quite difficult to come out the house so we should try and um provide them that comfort uh, listeners we are now actually heading towards a short break I can't believe how quick the first half hour has gone uh, so after the break we'll just wrap up with a few more tips and ideas um, uh, for how to be a good neighbour and um, please do uh, text in and share your ideas on 0779 Um what do you do to be a good neighbour um, how um, have you uh, helped your neighbours and looked out for your neighbours but in the meantime we are going for a break so go refill your hot drinks and you can join in the discussion just after the break assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum this is atif nawaz and you're listening to an inspire fm podcast Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Inspire FM 105.1 FM. You are tuned into Mother's Planet. Uh, it's Friday uh, 20th of December and the time is 10.30. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio is Sarah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu uh, Sarah and I have uh, spent most of the morning talking about how to be a good neighbour. Uh, we've gone through a list of suggestive ideas and things that you could do to try and help your neighbour and show acts of kindness. So it's, it's it's important that we are actually um, being good neighbours and, and actually outwardly doing physical things towards our neighbours. But it's also important that we as neighbours are being mindful of our own actions and things that we do. So we were looking at noise level. We were looking at keeping the house externally clean so that um, the neighbours don't have to draw their curtains and see a scary sight. So, yes, uh, we have. And so just to wrap that up, we've got a few more suggestions that we wanted to uh, 
share with yourselves and then we will be looking at holiday activities so um uh, one that um, actually uh, somebody did text in and, and Brother Tarek's just shared with me is um, cre- some people on their streets have actually now created a WhatsApp group um, where they have actually added neighbours um, into uh, the group and um, they are now... So it's, it's equivalent to what we used to have back in the days known as Neighbourhood Watch um, where people would physically watch the street and um, if there was anything suspicious you would either telephone or pop round to your neighbour and say there's this suspicious activity whereas now uh, in the world of whatsapp we have a whatsapp group that people are creating for the streets and um, any any suspicious um, movements or just simply reminding oh the bin day's changed and it's going to be collected here or um, I've got some builders coming tomorrow to drop something off so the road's going to be blocked just things like that that we can just post on there so that uh, pe- people on the street are actually all involved and actually know what's going on and it's not like oh what's that what's this so yeah it's a whatsapp equivalent to neighborhood watch so i do like that um uh, sarah you had one that you wanted to share yeah so it was like if you're doing something and you have a bit of leftover food birthday cake or something like that you give it to your neighbors uh, so yeah just share it with yes. them it's quite nice it's yes. like a spreading like your spirit i suppose in spirit of spirit. happiness yeah. yes yes yeah. so we, i mean on eid if we have when we have occasions like eid now i know um w- one side of my neighbor she's not very keen on um asian food i think she's had a very bad experience and i've said to her i will cook something and hopefully try and make her love asian food but she she just doesn't like it so i've never forced her to actually um eat uh, the food that we make but you know if i've baked a cake or if we've had a birthday cake or we've got cake from um occasions like birthdays um or eid um, we have shared those things with her because i know cake and chocolate and those things like that is actually um something that we can share with anyone um and i, I know my other side neighbors they actually appreciate um uh, our food and really like them and i and i have given boxes of briyani and and things like that away to to the neighbors and um i know that they really enjoyed them so yes sharing food is um a really good one um on on, on especially you know when you've cooked because if you're like myself when you forget that there's only a few people in the house and you've cooked for double the amount it's quite nice to not let that food go to waste and actually share it with your neighbors so yes sharing foods um <clears throat> We also have um, uh, exchanging gifts. So um, if you remember your neighbours' birthdays or anniversaries um, or, as I said, Eid, um, things like that, um, go around your neighbours and um, share gifts. Um, I know that a lot of my neighbours... are not Muslim, so they don't take part in Eid. But when we do have Eid and Ramadan, I have actually gone round and given um, little gifts to them just to um, get them involved in, in, in our activity. So that's been quite nice. Um, I know Sarah had one. <clears throat> um, run an errand for your yes, neighbours. Yeah. So you can say like... Um, I don't know, if your neighbours read the newspaper, you can say, I'll go pay for it for you. Because sometimes it's hard to always remember to do these things, but always remember, one, you do take responsibility for something. Keep the responsibility up. Don't let, don't go slack suddenly. Yes. Yes, and that's true. And uh, um, that is that's very important. I mean, if you have promised your neighbour something uh, that you were going to do something, it's very important that we uh, keep up with it. And it's not that, you know, we've said, yes, yes, we'll get you that or we'll do this or, we'll, you know, you can have that and, and we've actually forgotten. So keep to your word um, and, you know, write it down and stick it on the fridge or on your forehead if you have to so you remember. But, yeah, it's running an errand, um, uh, you know, especially um, a lot of people like to read the papers and it's... 
it's quite difficult with the weather that we have now to pop out and get yourself a newspaper so if it's something that you can do for them um yeah why not go and get a uh, grab a paper for them and let them have the paper and you know they're still in touch with the world in the way that they like to connect so that's quite nice um to do so um I'd, I have put down um, having a uh, street party. I don't know if I mentioned that one. But um, uh, I do like this. And I know that some streets in Luton have actually, in the summertime, um, been uh, got permission from the council to block off uh, certain points of their road where they can actually have a street party and get the whole street involved where there is um, food and uh, things being shared. And it's just a really good opportunity for you to get to know your neighbours, feel safe in that hood where you can actually let your children ride the bike without the fear that there's going to be a car coming or anything like that so that's quite nice I do like that um, uh, if, if you are able to uh, do something like that over the summer um, maybe uh, suggest a street party and it's a good way of getting to know the neighbours now I did have another idea which has slipped my head now so it will come back to me at some point and when it does I will share that idea with you Sarah is there anything else that you have about being a good neighbour? No that was the last one <laughs> Right, okay. So, listeners, we have shared quite a few ideas there with you about how to be a good neighbour. And it's not just through gestures of uh, giving food and gifts, um, but actually through acts of kindness as well, where we are doing something. Sometimes it's nice to do something without being told. So, um, for instance, if you are sweeping the leaves off your drive and you just sort of look over at your neighbours and you see actually they've got quite a few leaves and you just go and do it. You don't have to ask them, you know, I'm sure nobody would say no, don't sweep my drive you know if there's messy leaves or anything I'm, I'm sure it would be very nice and and it's quite a nice surprise to do it without actually having to knock on the door and say would you like me to do this it's just go ahead and do it so it's quite a pleasant surprise for the neighbor as well so at the it's come back to me now what I wanted to share um always return anything you borrow so it's very nice that um we've got good neighbors and we connect very well with our neighbors and it's um often I find that I'm I should be the house that has everything in it. but we're not so we are often asking our neighbors if we could borrow something or if we can grab this and if we grab that and um, it's important that when you do use something that you've taken from the neighbor you treat it with respect and you are prompt at returning it as well because it's not yours it doesn't belong to us so we must return anything that we've borrowed so listeners I hope that we have together um, been able to unveil some of the things that maybe you could try over the holidays some things that you could try with your children I mean I do suggest um one of the activities before we even go into it with the children being at home now that maybe um, you could even ask them to go into your neighbours especially the elderly ones and get them to talk to them um, draw a picture for them write for them or go over and do an activity around their house say to them right okay we can do a bit of dusting for you or we can do a bit of cleaning for you or just get your children to sit down and have a chat with them because sometimes it's quite nice to have a change of scenery where it's not an adult talking to them and it's a child and children are very you know, interesting characters they do come up with some interesting conversations so it'd be quite nice for you to um, allow your children to go over and sit with your neighbors and talk to them and share their creative madness that goes on in their head so that's something there that we can do as well so we have um, concluded that now and I hope that listeners have actually benefited from some of our suggestions there now I, I did say earlier for some of us uh, well actually I think all of us today is actually the last day of term so we are all 
either jumping with joy or panicking in madness thinking right we need to restock the cupboards but we also need to restock the bank of things to do so listeners if there is something that you do uh, to keep your children um, busy over the holidays or something that you do as a family that you think actually would benefit us listeners um, uh, uh, well all the listeners please do text in on 0779481822 that's text or whatsapp um, on that number Um, any ideas or any suggestions that you have um, that we can um, get our children engaged in over the holidays and before I start I do want to ask the question to Sarah because Sarah's obviously one of the children that's going to have to be occupied over the holidays but Sarah do you think it's really important that um, children are always doing something um yes and no I do I do think um firstly downtime is good be um appreciate boredom if that makes sense so you should um always like take 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 the time out to think reflect maybe even if if you've said for 10 minutes a day but it's also always it's always good to do something as well you shouldn't always just be sitting there doing nothing there is always good uh, good stimulation and everything being having something to do is also very good i think Mm, so uh, yes, I think I think it's important that we get children uh, to appreciate silence and boredom, because um, if we are those kind of parents that are every second of where they've got nothing to do, we are feeding them with something. They are going to be highly active, engaged children where they can't appreciate silence and have a moment to themselves. And I know in the day and age that we are living in now, it's very hard for children because we have the likes of mobiles that have got all the games that you can think of. We've got Facebook, we've got all the social media platforms, we've got WhatsApp, we've got lots of things that are keeping us as adults very occupied in our head where we can't put the phone down or we can't switch off because there's something pinging away and we have to try and respond to it. But I do think... um, we should mimic this to our children where we role model to them that right today mommy's having a no phone day and I'm going to maybe just for a couple of hours just put my phone away and I'm I'm going to actually appreciate my environment and just take in some me time and sitting down and doing nothing time and just thinking what I can do and how I can do and what I need to do next and I think it is important that we try and get our children spiritually involved in this as well where we can say okay you've got a moment of silence you've got a moment of nothing let's spiritually connect and connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use this opportunity to take that time out and I know we have our five daily prayers where we have those moments of connection but really get the children to be in their mind and in their presence of those of those moments where we have those breaks so I don't know about filling up all the uh, moments, but we have had a text come in, and this is from Sister Kulsum. Salam Sister. I hope you are well, and thank you for your message. Um, she has said that they don't have street parties, uh, but they do have neighbours nearby, um, maybe 10 or so houses where they get together, and they actually plan an evening meal and spend an evening together. So that's quite nice. So, you know, you have neighbours nearby. where Street parties, in, in reality, may actually be quite difficult to actually propose because people might be away not everyone wants to get involved and if it's a main road that you have or an access point to another street it might be quite difficult to block the roads off and actually do so 
Yes, that's quite a nice idea, actually getting a few of the houses together and um, actually cooking a dish and sharing an evening together. So Jazakallah for that message, uh, Sister Kulsum. And um, I do like that idea. Thank you. So again, listeners, if you do have any other suggestions or ideas, please do keep them text uh, coming through the text on 0779481822 or WhatsApp uh, message in its uh, either of those. But we are now talking about holiday ideas and things that we can do to keep the children engaged over the holidays and um, if you've just tuned in we are looking at suggestive activities to to do in this mucky weather that we have it's really gloomy and it's really wet and i think the forecast is saying we have got more rain so we are going to find it very difficult to do outdoor activities or keep the children outdoors or running around outside unless we miraculously have some snow in which case yes that will keep them busy for a few hours but uh, sarah and i are going to go through some of the suggestive activities that we've got um uh, sarah is there any uh, one that you want to start off with okay so going back to our thing um yeah kids a lot they do say i'm bored so you can make an i'm bored just so like have a jar it doesn't have to be a jar or a box of activities that they can do so when they do say i'm bored you just give them the box and say pick out one and you can put all sorts of ideas in you can use some of the ideas we give you or you can just do things like do a job around the house or something and then they will actually pick it out themselves so they will go off and do that activity they that's pick quite out. a nice idea i do like that sarah so having an i'm bored jar at home so actually um and it's quite nice because uh, you can make a day out of it actually get some paper cut it up into pieces and say to the child write down an activity on this piece of paper so you're actually getting all the children involved so they can actually say read a book clean the mop the floor do the brush re- do some coloring do a word search so you can help them with some suggestions but they actually write these down and then you fold them up and put them into this jar and this will be called the I'm bored jar I think I might have to create something like this and we keep it aside and if your child says I'm bored well okay then here you go here's an I'm bored jar off you go pick something and it's activities that they've put together um, they've thought of and they are physically going out and picking the activity because often my children will come to me and say I'm bored and I will give them a list of activities and say okay And when they do it, they'll say, oh, I don't want to do it. You told me to do this. Here, they can't say that because they've actually physically picked this activity themselves out of the jar and uh, they can actually get to do it. So um, I do like that idea. So um, I think I actually even might um, put that one into practice over the holidays. Um, And that's something that you can actually do inside the house um, because it's obviously uh, not nice weather outside. So you can have um, most of your activities that will be home activities based on there. So um, that's a nice idea. I do like that. Um, uh, My tip for mums um, over the holidays is to buy in bulk. um, And and, and I always say this, um, I always buy like a a bulk of um, meat so, you know, I can prepare things in advance so if we do have the I'm bored and I'm hungry moments you've actually got something at your fingertips to grab out and cook for them so um, I, I say buy my favorite one is buying uh, mince um, mince meat in large because you can um, actually make your own homemade kebabs and freeze them and uh, kebabs are so versatile you can use them in anything you can make a, a pasta dish from it you can actually cut them up and serve it with salad on its own in pita bread you can have them with chips 
chips. You can have them as um, uh, a kebab curry. You can have uh, kebabs on a pizza. So um, they're so versatile. You can you can even make noodles and kebabs. So they are, my list will go on with how much you can do with kebabs. And I'm pretty sure um, a lot of mums out there will know what to do with kebabs. So if that's one of those things that if you buy and you freeze and you just leave aside and then as you need, you can just take out and cook and uh, you can have a different dish every day. So the children won't feel like they are getting um, the same uh, mix uh, of food every day. Sarah. Okay, so um, you can... So sometimes baking is quite a fun thing to do as a family activities. Mm. Um, actually, there's so a lot of people prefer to make cupcakes. I would actually say making biscuits is better to do as a family because what you can do is you can kind of make your rollout dough. You can roll it out and then you can let the kids kind of like stamp out the shapes. They can choose whatever shapes they want. Mm. So it's an easier, probably slightly less messier because you can make the dough <laughs> yourself that. and then give it to the kids. Yeah. So less messier. You sold it to me straight away by saying that. Uh, yes, actually, biscuits is quite a nice idea and actually having different shapes out and letting them cut their own shapes. And uh, also after the biscuits are made, you can have a, a varied amount of coloured icing ready for them to decorate their biscuits and some different sprinkles and uh, thousands and what have you on there and they can um, pick them uh, and decorate them so I, I, I do like that idea and um, I like the fact that it's not so messy but yes biscuit baking so I always I always go for uh, cake baking but actually I think the biscuit baking is much better for them to do um, I've got craft making so um, you can I, I'm forever finding odd socks around my house um, whenever I've done a, a sock and a sock wash and I fold them up into their pairs I'm always finding socks that have not got a pair so um, you can actually start making puppets from them getting the children involved and from an old sock make puppets and uh, use um, things like cereal boxes cut them up and get the children to draw a background or a picture and uh, make storyboards and you've actually got a little puppet show that you can create with the children there and you're actually getting them to engage um in some storytelling and there's a bit of learning going on but in a creative way where they don't find that they're actually doing any work but they are but you know you don't have to let them know that and um they can get on with that so I do quite like that puppets um, and they're quite simple to make you can get quite a lot of um, things from the pound shops now where you can get googly eyes and fluffy balls and stick them and, and actually get them quite creative uh, with uh, the decorating the socks so yes that's quite a nice one. Um, I have put down uh, limited access and time on consoles now consoles aren't my favourite and I don't like them because I do find that children um, can get too overly involved in them but um, I've actually found that if you actually sit there with them and get involved with them it actually becomes quite fun and it can get quite competitive and I can get quite competitive so there are a few games where mummy's like right okay I'm the winner who's going to try and knock mummy down so I've actually got really involved in playing the consoles yes yeah, so consoles is a good thing to do uh, Sarah is there any um, other ones yeah that you so can... um, maybe sometimes it's not the most enjoyable thing to uh, stay at home so if you are going doing a day out so if you're going somewhere 
then um, you can buy little disposable cameras and you can kind of give one to your kids and you mm. can say, take pictures of whatever you find interesting. Mm. And then once it's done and you've printed the pictures out, if your kids are slightly older, they can kind of write a story about why they took the picture, what they found interesting about their holiday. And yeah, that's again, it's, they've been writing and they've taken a picture. So yeah. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, disposable cameras, um, I think children will find that whole concept quite interesting because we've got so used to being able to see our pictures in an instant and disposable cameras we've taken the picture but we have no idea what it looks like until it's developed so that's quite um uh, uh, an interesting thing um i have said um because because of the weather that we're having uh, there are lots of leaves that are shedding from the trees right now so you can collect some leaves and um they ha- i've seen some really interesting pictures on facebook with people doing some really nice creative um pieces of collages with leaves so um you can get your children involved i think some people have even made like simple things like a hedgehog <coughs> excuse me and um They've actually got quite creative with um, leaf making. So get your leaves out and get them gluing and get them creative. I mean, you can either get them to actually decorate pieces of paper and use the leaves or you can actually get them to do, which I think is, I don't know the actual correct terminology for it, but where they sketch over the leaves and they just, I think it's called, is it chalking where you put the leaf underneath and you just rub the chalk? Yes, and you, yeah, so you can rub a crayon or rub a chalk over it and then you've actually created a pattern. So that's there as well um inviting friends over um so you know when we break up from school we disconnect from friends but it'd be nice for you to allow your children to invite friends over so they have that connection outside of school um, and maybe you can get your children to host a lunch or something for their friends so they can come over and it's their responsibility as to how the food gets put out and what games are being played and what entertainment is being done so giving the, your child the ownership a little bit and saying to them okay you're friends are here you are going to host and you are going to entertain um getting them to um cook a meal for mummy and daddy that'd be quite nice so getting uh, having a break parents and uh, letting the child take over in the kitchen uh, we are running short on time with loads of activities here but i have got a few events and things to run so before i go through my events i'll let sarah wrap up with uh, a couple of, or whatever um activities she'd like to share okay so um one is making stencils so that the kids can choose what shapes they want and then they can draw it and um, you can use the polystyrene takeaway tubs and you can yeah you can like cut out the shapes that your kids want in it with a standing knife then you can color them in and paint felt tips pencils even glitter you can do and um, yeah then they've made their own stencils and these are st- washable stencils as well so yeah Sorry, so explain that again. So you've got a polystyrene uh, takeaway thing that you can get. You, I think a lot of takeaway foods use polystyrene. Um, companies use polystyrene uh, packaging now. So you are, you are yeah, cutting it out. Yeah, and you're like cutting out. So you draw the shape on the tub and then you cut it out using a standing knife. Okay, so the adult would have the Stanley knife. Yeah, you, yeah. you can cut out a shape and then that's their stencil. stencil yeah. So it's got that foamy texture to it. So you can even probably use it as a press to collect paint. So if you wanted to use paint and um, press them paint onto the paper, making those patterns with the what you've created from that, that's a good idea as well. Thank you, Sarah. 
that's it yeah oh okay so thank you very much sarah uh sarah i appreciate all your effort in trying to uh getting some ideas out there for um uh, parents and listeners to try and get their children engaged in over the holidays and i i hope the holiday is uh an exciting time for us all it's also a time for us to connect as a family so um do enjoy the time with your children and spend as much time as we can together i'm hoping for a lot of pj days so here we go um okay so we have um a few events now we have being a good neighbor at st george's square sunday 29th of december and that's running from two o'clock till three in the afternoon um so from 12 to 3 p.m inspire fm will be running competitions where there will be some uh activities i think they're based around the stools that are set up there there'll be questions quizzes and things like that there's also a, a fun fair where rides will be costing um a pound um and i believe that inspire fm will be running competitions where they will be giving free rides on the fun fair rides as well there'll be finger food available so people are asked if you are coming along please bring some goodies uh finger food so things like pakora samosa things like that bring them along um, and enjoy some fun with the family um, we have empowering education on Dallow Road they are appealing to the generous people of Luton for hats and gloves these will be distributed to the homeless and needy during these winter cold months uh, so if you are happy or would like to make any donations to this please go to the actual site which is on 74 Dallow Road and that's the main place there um, and uh, Mother's Planet if you have any topics that you'd like me to to discuss or share some thoughts on please do email into the inspired team with your ideas and in the new year i'll be taking these topics on board and inshallah discussing them with you um, i do have my tradition uh, or traditional quote for the day which is the holiday season is a perfect time to reflect on our blessing and seek out ways to make life better for those around us um Jumma mubarak and assalamu alaikum Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.